Chevrolet used to be the best-selling automobile brand in America. No longer. Today, Ford is the leader. Ford and Chevrolet, once very powerful brands, are burning out, slowly heading for the scrap heap. Chevrolet has ten separate car models. Ford has eight. That's one reason Ford outsells Chevrolet. The power of a brand is inversely proportional to its scope. Why does Chevrolet market all those models? Because it wants to sell more cars. And in the short term, it does. But in the long term, it undermines its brand name in the mind of the consumer. Short term versus long term. Do you broaden the line in order to increase sales in the short term? Or do you keep a narrow line in order to build a brand in the mind and increase sales in the future? Do you build a brand today in order to move merchandise tomorrow? Or do you expand the brand today in order to move the goods today and see it decline tomorrow? The emphasis in most companies is on the short term. Line extension, mega branding, variable pricing, and a host of other sophisticated marketing techniques are being used to milk brands rather than build them. While milking may bring in easy money in the short term, in the long term, it wears down the brand until it no longer stands for anything. What Chevrolet did with automobiles, American Express is doing with credit cards. Amex used to be the premier prestige credit card. Membership had its privileges. Then it started to broaden its product line with new cards and services, presumably to increase its market share. In 1988, for example, American Express had a handful of cards and 27% of the market. Then it started to introduce a blizzard of new cards. American Express market share today? 18%. In consumers' minds, most people try to assign one brand name to each product, and they're not consistent in how they assign such names. They tend to use the name that best captures the essence of the product. It could be the mega brand name, or the model name, or a nickname. The Lumina owner will say, I drive a Chevrolet. The Corvette owner will say, I drive a Vet. Marketers constantly run branding programs that are in conflict with how people want to perceive their brands. Customers want brands that are narrow in scope and are distinguishable by a single word, the shorter the better. But marketers, in an effort to distinguish their products from other similar products in the marketplace, launch ridiculously overzealous brand names. Vaseline Intensive Care Suntan Lotion, Neutrogena Oil-Free Acne Wash, Gillette Clear Gel Antiperspirant, Fruit of the Loom Laundry Detergent. Marketers often confuse the power of a brand with the sales generated by that brand. But sales are not just a function of a brand's power. Sales are also a function of the strength or weakness of a brand's competition. If your competition is weak or non-existent, you can often increase sales by weakening your brand, that is, by expanding it over more segments of the market. You therefore can draw the conclusion that line extension works. While extending the line might bring sales in the short term, it runs counter to the notion of branding. If you want to build a powerful brand in the minds of consumers, you need to contract your brand, not expand it. In the long term, expanding your brand will diminish your power and weaken your image. 
the law of contraction. Every small town in America has a coffee shop. In larger cities and towns, you can find coffee shops on every block. So what do you find to eat in a coffee shop? Everything. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, pancakes, muffins, hot dogs, hamburgers, sandwiches, pie, ice cream, and of course, coffee. What did Howard Schultz do? In an incredible burst of business creativity, he opened a coffee shop that specialized in, of all things, coffee. In other words, he narrowed the focus. Today, Schultz's brainchild, Starbucks, is a rapidly growing chain that does hundreds of millions of dollars worth of business annually. His company, Starbucks Corporation, is worth more than a billion dollars on the stock market, and Schultz's share of that stock is worth 65 million. So what can you find to eat in a delicatessen? Everything. Every decent delicatessen prides itself on carrying everything. What did Fred DeLuca do? He narrowed the focus to one type of sandwich, the submarine sandwich. Good things happen when you contract your brand rather than expand it. The first stroke of genius in DeLuca's case was in coming up with a name. Fred DeLuca called his chain Subway. It was a name that no consumer could forget. The second smart move concerned operations. When you make only submarine sandwiches, you get pretty good at making submarine sandwiches. Subway has become the eighth largest fast food chain in the United States. The company has more than 13,000 units worldwide. Since Subway is a private company, we don't know exactly how profitable it is, but we do know how much money Fred DeLuca has been paying himself. In 1990, Fred DeLuca paid himself $27 million. In 1991, $32 million. In 1992, $42 million. In 1993, $54 million. In 1994, $60 million. That's a lot of dough for making submarine sandwiches. Charles Lazarus owned one store called Children's Supermarket, which sold two things, children's furniture and toys. But he wanted to grow. Lazarus actually threw out the furniture and focused on toys. Good things happen when you contract your brand rather than expand it. First, he filled the empty half of the store with more toys, giving the buyer a greater selection and more reason to visit the store. Then instead of calling it Children's Supermarket, Lazarus called his place Toys R Us. Today, Toys R Us sells 20% of all the toys sold in the United States, and the chain has become the model for the specialty stores or category killers on the retail scene. Good things happen when you contract rather than expand your business. Most retail category killers follow the same five-step pattern. One, narrow the focus. A powerful branding program always starts by contracting the category, not expanding it. Two, stock in depth. A typical Toys R Us store carries 10,000 toys versus 3,000 toys for even a large department store. Three, buy cheap. Toys R Us makes its money buying toys, not selling toys. Four, sell cheap. When you buy cheap, you can sell cheap and still maintain good margins. Five, dominate the category. The ultimate objective of any branding program is to dominate a category. When you dominate a category, you become extremely powerful. Microsoft has 90% of the worldwide market for desktop computer operating systems. 
Intel has 80% of the worldwide market for microprocessors. Coca-Cola has 70% of the worldwide market for cola. And in order to dominate a category, you must narrow your brand's focus. How do you suppose Tom Monahan, Michael and Marion Illich, and John Schnatter built Domino's Pizza, Little Caesars, and Papa John's into big, powerful brands by expanding their menus or contracting them? Good things happen when you narrow the focus. The Law of Publicity The birth of a brand is achieved with publicity, not advertising. Anita Roddick built the body shop into a major brand with no advertising. Instead, she traveled the world on a relentless quest for publicity, pushing her ideas about the environment. It was the endless torrent of newspaper and magazine articles, plus radio and television interviews, that literally created the body shop brand. Starbucks doesn't spend a hill of beans on advertising either. In 10 years, the company has spent less than $10 million on advertising, a trivial amount for a brand that delivers annual sales approaching a billion dollars. Walmart became the largest retailer with sales approaching $100 billion with very little advertising. A Walmart sibling, Sam's Club, averages $45 million per store with almost no advertising. On the other hand, Miller Brewing spent $50 million to launch a brand called Miller Regular. The brand generated no publicity, almost no perceptions in the minds of beer drinkers, and very little sales. $50 million down the drain. There is no publicity potential in a regular beer with a line-extended name like Miller. In the past, it may have been true.